This episode of the King Metzger Podcast is made possible by the 2024 Mitsubishi Mirage. Style. Speed. Efficiency. None of those things come to mind when you think of the Mirage. But it could if you only give it a chance. Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of the King Metzger Podcast. We have a full house today. We have... Four guests, so a total of five people rambling about bathrobes, cars. Bathrobes. I don't know. Preferably bathrobes. Bathrobes, right? Because I think bathrobes are, are, are amazing. Who here uses bathrobes in their life, like almost daily? I don't feel like I'm at the point in life where I can rock a bathrobe. You know, you have to be established. You have to be someone who knows what they're doing, you know? And you're definitely not the target, you think, of bathrooms? No, I, I'd reckon my foundation right now is very unstable. Um, and okay. I just can't pull it off, you know. Got it, got it. So, okay. So I think it's huge Hefner visual that, you know, people cannot remove from their mind after mm-hmm. so many years of Playboy and, and in the villa, you know, with the cars and the house and the chicks. And that means established. Yeah, I actually think it's pretty amazing. That's, that's my life. Exactly. All the cars, two chicks, three chicks, my mom, my wife, and my daughter. But it's, it's, <laughs> um, anyways, today we're not going to talk about bathrooms, but we are going to talk about new cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Zaid, as you heard, um, yes. about the established bath, uh, bathrobe. Uh, we have Grant that currently you can see, but he's got a cat as a scarf, uh, which is very efficient, quite expensive because cats are more expensive than scarf. Uh, we have Alex, uh, and then we have Ricky joining us. Hello, Ricky. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So today, We talk about new cars and I think the topic is very difficult because in the last, when was it? The the, the first episodes I asked Alex and Zaid, what car do you want brand new? And you said GT3. Then last week I talked to, we talked to Stefan and Stefan said the new GT3. I'm like, well, no shit. Okay. That's yeah. It's going to be good. But, what other cars are out there brand new? And everybody I talk to, I don't know how you guys feel. Everybody I talk to, they they tell me, ah, the new cars suck. And that's what you say. I want You're the only one that says that. No, that's not true. Many people that are not in this pod in this podcast say that. Okay, okay. I, I and, don't know. It's you go and you post on your stories like, oh, I wish I could like new cars. I I don't like them. I mean, you, you're Zig, You're the only one who bought a car. So tell me about it. Like, why did you get the new it car that you got? What do you have? Moment, this is your moment. This you is your moment. Come on, go for it. Once, once you get to my age, you get a bit older. You're going to want comfort in your life. You're going to want efficiency, <laughs> practicality. This is the stuff that keeps you going. You know, my bones are aching, my back's hurting. You know, every night I'm just over there bent back you know just trying to get stuff done and my back's aching you know so listen, I, I just need listen. a relaxed lifestyle listen you may also need a bathroom because it keeps your back warm and so <laughs> it is not gonna hurt but let me tell you we are car guys warmed enough we are car guys uh we're looking for cars that are fun to drive and yes. we're probably not looking to to drop 200k for a new gt3 like Andre, there the, are uh, new fun cars that you can buy. You know, it's it's simple as that. You know, you go, you can go yeah. to the car store and buy a fun car. Besides, like the Yaris, car. like your Yaris, right? The Yaris you have, the Corolla. <laughs> oh, sorry. We wish it was a Yaris. At least I do. He wishes it was a Yaris. You know, yeah, you know, can I wish mean. it's a Yaris, but you know, once you actually get the Yaris, you realize that it's not as practical and it's not as stable. You know. You gotta throw some. You, kids you in the said back. you want a Yaris. You I don't know. I Yaris. don't remember saying that. That seems like a uh, <laughs> thing that I, I, I think at the end of the day, Zaid has some serious identity crises, um, both in how he wants to be perceived as well as how he wants his car to be perceived and what that car represents for him. Wow. That's very well spoken, mm-hmm. Grant. It, it is it is it is so deeply rooted in your psyche that you need to probably see a psychiatrist over your GR uh, Yaris or Corolla. Uh in fact, yeah. 
<coughs> it's tough because we went two years with this GR Yaris being dangled in our faces, you know, and then we're given an, an alternative that I think is better. But, you know, there's still the little bug inside you. It's like, come on, give us, come on, you know, I don't know. Yeah, this but, is uh, like, this is like looking for, looking for the, the Skyline R34 when you have the Audi S8 uh, for sale in the US with a 10 cylinder. I mean, see, I that's a great I, comparison, you know, it's, uh, it is an Audi yeah. owner for the last decade looking at the Euro models and wishing they had one too and pretending they had one. Dude, and when you go to Europe, everybody wishes like, oh man, the Camaro with the 1LE package, that's a fantastic value for the money. And yeah, here we're like, yeah, it's a good track on the other side. Yeah. Oh, finally, yeah. We, got, we got to that. Hey, uh, Zaid, why did you buy the Corolla? Because I wanted a GR Yaris. <laughs> Simple as that. I never right said. Now. I never said I wanted a Yaris, and then ten seconds later, literally, he says it. So, are you happy with it? Are you, do you think it's the best new car that you could get? Why didn't you get like a used M2 or a Golf R? I am extremely happy with the uh, Corolla, and it's never let me down. It's never let me stranded. It's never gotten stuck. It has had no issues except for a faulty brake pedal. I think this I is a get lie. Warranted. Getting stuck. I. Just, it's just and maybe so nice. the- it's. I yeah, no issues other than maybe sometimes it doesn't go into gears. Well, see, that's a problem with me, and I'm working on getting it fixed. You know, Toyota, Toyota's, no, they've done a great job. Love them, great people. Okay, so, but are you, how long have you had it for? Uh maybe six months. Got it in June or July. Um, how many no, months did you great. put in it? Eighty-seven hundred now. So. You take it to the track? I've taken it once, and I've got another track day scheduled on the 15th, I think, at VIR. Um, but Was I, it fun I, on the track? It's it's very fun. You know, it's, you can't go and slide it like a, a Porsche, but you go and you hit the brakes really hard and you turn it. and It's like, it's fun. You know, it's a fun car, and I've really enjoyed it. I think it's more Does it have a speed limiter? It has a 143-mile-per-hour speed limiter, but I have not hit it. I, I hit 116. On the straight at VIR. You know the new Yaris doesn't have a speed limiter? (laughs) (laughs) Well, find me a place in Europe where you can go faster than 100 miles per hour, except for the Autobahn. Yeah, it's what? They don't don't have roads there. In Italy. Yeah, that's like a coffee run in Italy, as far as I understand. Yeah, because... I mean, you you go out the M1 out west from London. Uh, Yeah, I mean, as long as you know where the speed cameras are, you can go as fast as you want to. There's no one patrolling out there. Oh, Mr. Worldwide. He okay. Knows, uh... okay, hold on. We, we don't we don't want to give people hints. We we remember we are the second most listened podcast in uh Norway. 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 So yeah. we need to behave and, 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 and give knowledgeable content, right? Okay. Yes. So I, I have a question to um say so you said you're very happy with your Yaris uh and uh, no, sorry, the Corolla and uh why didn't you get an Evo? I can't buy a new Evo. I wanted a warranty and I wanted something reliable. And you can't get that with an Evo. You know, this thing has lane keep assist, you know, cruise control, heated seats. Link, link what? What are you lane, linking? Lane, lane keep assist. He doesn't know oh, lane he's keep. never been in a car newer than himself. He's only been in 30 plus year old cars. He doesn't know. No, I actually know how to drive, so I don't need the lane keep assist. You know, <laughs> I don't text and drive that I need something to steer me left and right. Do you feel that it does have ten has and two? Of, sorry, ten and two. Ten and two. Ten and two, uh, or or nine fifteen. Yeah, um, depending on the shape of the steering wheel. So okay, and was that the the only car that you were considering, Zay? Yeah. It's what well, I didn't want any new car until that car came out. Like I couldn't care less about new cars, but then I actually uh-huh. had an alternative that were and no 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 I'm I'm saying the moment an uh-huh. alternative came that provided me more than what I wanted, I went and I you know I took it. Okay. All right. So we know your answer. The 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 GRC Corolla GR is the best new car driver's cars that you can buy today at a decent it depends you know i grant's making a face he what, what do you want to say grant you say something i, I mean i so i've driven a new brz 
the I guess the GR BRZ or whatever they are, uh, or I guess the GR86, whatever the, the new Toyota BRZ thing is. And I've also driven a GR Corolla, both on the same track. And as far as a driver's car, the GR86 is a better driver's car. It's now, not, I'm not as fun. You're not going to have more... It is, oh, no, it is absolutely more on. fun, but the Corolla is—it's it, a better package. It does a lot more things in one single car, but from a pure driver dynamic experience, the '86 is a strikingly better car. I was going to say, is the Corolla a more of an autocross, rallycross style car more than it is a track car? I would say it feels with the suspension that was on the core that I drove, it was really soft suspension, far more than I expected. Uh, I mean, it seems like it would be far more at home, you know, on a backfield doing rally cross than it felt on track. Yeah, the 86 or BRZ is more of a track focused road course car, right? I I agree with that. I feel like the Corolla is really not optimized for circuits or for track, you know. It's it doesn't take corners the best. You know, you can have fun with it, but it's not as efficient. It doesn't feel efficient when you're going around a track or an autocross. You know, it's great off road because you can get the rear end out easily. You can manipulate it around turns. But I'm not. okay, cool, Andrea. (laughs) But I'm not I don't care about lap times. You know, I don't care about getting being as efficient as possible on a track. I just want to have fun, you know, and I had fun. You know, it's got a turbo. It's quick. I, I I mean I I agree and and that's I agree that you're having fun <laughs> and yes. I can tell you're having fun because you talk just about the GRC every day. I have nothing else to talk about. It, you know, you guys all have multiple cars. I only have an MR2 Spider and a smart car. So. Oh, that's true. There you go. You see, I only have, and all of a sudden we're up to three. Before the end of the podcast, is going to be six cars. Um, oh Rick, Ricky, have you ever have you ever driven? Uh, a GRC? You you work with around cool cars. You have no, I have not. Too. Unfortunately, I got to see them being uh, tested at Thermal uh, about two and a half years ago, and that's the closest I've ever got. It was kind of just witnessing some uh, experienced drivers flinging them around, and they look pretty, pretty damn cool. And has cool. has Zade convinced you to sell your Evo to buy a GRC? No, I can't do a car with any of these assists or telling me what to do here or there. <laughs> that's ah, that's ego, you know. You got to be open-minded, you know. Let the future take you and cradle you. Oh wow, they should make the button instead of lane keep assist. Oh my god. The button that says be open-minded, let the future take What did you say? Like it's a long acronym, but I think let it will look pretty cool. Cradle you. L T F C Y. Okay, if you're if you're talking about getting bathrobes at casinos and relaxing, then you should let the future cradle you. You know, that's that's what I'm saying. Let you're gonna wear a bathrobe. You. I feel Great. like that's a different kind of car, though. Like you would buy an S class, or you would buy a VIP car for that yes. experience. We can but separate is, those two things. Yeah, we we, we can segment. We're we're good marketers. We can segment yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but one thing I I wanted to bring to the attention is that two cars that are worth to be bought brand new, and actually in my opinion, three cars are from Toyota. The third car for me is um, the Supra. I think the the Supra looks stunning. It is Correct. incredibly. F- easily fast on the racetrack uh um it's just easy to set down lap times um i know it's a bmw blah blah blah, whatever but who cares and uh i mean that's that's something right i mean the mm-hmm. in the 40 to 50k is it 50k a supra i think uh, uh, like 58 now is what yeah, they're gonna a little, be more, a little more <laughs> yeah okay but they're not they're coming from toyota which i think is remarkable sorry yeah they're they're really low on stock right. Like they barely sold any last year. They're they're trickling in slowly, you know. Yeah, I, I did see that uh, it was a Drive Tribe or Jalopnik article or something saying that you know they delivered like eleven hundred Supras. But I mean, I, I 
literally try to find them on occasion, like yeah. every few months, where can I get one? And the dealer still respond, well, you can get one if you order it and I'll charge you $15,000 over MSRP. And then they get a very candid, I had between five and $10,000. So I'm exaggerating a bit, but uh, every time I get that, I'm like uh candid Google review uh, that ends up getting many, many likes from people on Google because people are still doing markups. They're still unobtainium cars. And I don't know why they've been out for what, four is four model years now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I think it's cool. And I think Toyota, yeah, these two, these three cars are, I, I joke with you, Zaid, about the GRC. I'm honestly, I've, I've looked at them. If it wasn't manual, if it had an automatic, which, which I'm serving you a silver plate to talk about the new GRC or I can't wires. Wait. I'm ready to talk about this too. Uh, it's, does, just, does every, does a fun new car need? Wait, 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 wait. What about the BMW M2? It's atrocious looking. It is. It's I like terrible. It but I think if it we looks, ignore I like that, if we ignore this new Dutch designer who's terrible, and and focus on the car, I think it's got the performance right. I mean, it it's it's a D three. Uh, it, it seems to have, as far as numbers go, it absolutely does have the performance. But I've also driven a new Supra, and from a driving dynamic standpoint, the Supra does not have real like that feedback that wiggles and jiggles and the vibrations and the sensations through the seat that you get out of, you know, a, a more classic car or I'll use the BRZ or GR just as a more modern comparison. I, I mean, far, far, far more isolated inside the Supra. And I'm sure the BMW takes that, you know, the M2 takes that even the next step. I mean, the Z4 has always been a raw car. Of course, the super based on. Um, I think to your point, though, that like the Subaru is such a cheap car that it's which easy to, to, to draw a line that connect the Toyota Subaru, whatever. Oh, the okay. The, it it yeah. draws a line like the cheapness equals the experience, like the wind noise, the vibration. That's all because it's cheap. Well, yeah, I mean, just I like the steering stuff. dynamics in themselves. I mean, sure, it is. It feels lighter. It feels easier to point. It feels easier to toss. You get more vibrations through the steering wheel. Yeah, I would say yeah, both the Corolla um, and the GR. I mean, both of them are economy boxes inside. They they don't have tons of sound deadening. They don't have a lot of creature comforts. There's a lot of hard plastic. They both feel, you know, like I guess cheap cars because that's what they're based in. But at the end of the day, you know, the GR86 just has better better dynamics. But hold on, because Alex asked about the M2, which is a totally different category and ballpark, because I think it's a $65,000 yeah, yeah. car, right? Yeah. Compared to the... 67 five is what the price is this year. But you can get them used to, pretty cheap. now. well, pretty cheap, but you can get them used for a lot less. Yeah. So the new, the new M2, uh, if you ask me specifically which you obviously did but not uh uh, uh I didn't address um, you first address andrea address what do you think about the new m2 thank you thank you for so spontaneously asking me this um <laughs> i feel it's the car that you get bored of quickly i feel that it's a car that it's fun to drive for like a weekend and the turbo and drifting and a hoonigan of thing but if you like clean driving which i don't necessarily but on racetrack you want to be mm -hmm. like for track days you want to be cleaner i think it's the perfect sideways going to get the milk type of car um i'm happy that they're making it i think it's actually an m3 it's not a it's a yeah yeah like it's an old m3. bigger than the m3 the old m3 my right. question it, is does it have a dct or a traditional automatic both well it's a traditional automatic and then a six-speed manual as option yeah. Okay, yeah, but it so doesn't have dual clutch. It has no, it's, clutch. A, it's a ZF8. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's Be good. careful, Zade. You're about good. to insult the GR Yaris. Well, oh, well, no, here's what I'm saying. I, I can't stand DCTs. I think for a road car, they're way too rough. I think they, you know, it's like kind of jarring. A traditional mm -hmm. automatic can perform just good enough, you know, just as well. Um, that, you, you know, DCT is overkill. So I'm glad they went with that. 
And I'm glad Toyota put a traditional automatic in the, uh, the new, uh, what's it called? The Yaris. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. because if you optimize something that's working well, instead of going and trying to jump to a completely different platform, I think you can like get something better done. I mean, it was like 15 years ago that DCTs came out to road cars, but. Wow. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, and, and in fairness, they're very expensive to develop, and they don't have tons of power holding capability for most of what people have developed. So, why you've seen BMW transition back to the ZF8 is the dual clutch cars just don't have the longevity uh, and the capability of handling, you know, 500 horsepower or, or what's what do they claim, like 425 or something? It's actually like a 900 horsepower car. They just can't handle the power. It's really fundamentally why. But would you, so do you, I don't understand. Do you guys find appealing the M2 or not? I do. I, I think don't. It's cool. I'm no. conflicted. It's I think aesthetically it's I feel uh, like we kind have, of in uh, uh, a weird spot there with the the styling just, I don't know. Well, but the styling is terrible. Just ignore the that. The styling, Ricky, is, is subjective, yeah. right? Some it. people like it, some people don't. But as, a, as a car, is it something that uh, intrigues you that you would want to get it or not? Yes or no? You gotta you gotta decide. No, you gotta say yes or no. Zane? I think it would be a good uh, driving school car. I don't know if it's one I would want to own personally. Okay, so that's a no, Ricky. It's gonna count as a no. Uh, Zaid, yes my, or no? My mom had the previous Gen M2, and I had to daily it for a little bit, and I did not enjoy it. I felt like it was cramped. Uh, I just it was a bit too much power for the platform. I think. I, I didn't okay. enjoy it. You know, it's it was unstable. You love little cars. I like little cars, but I don't like little cars with 400 horsepower and rear <laughs> rear uh, wheel drive. I think he's a he's a grown he's a grown up man, and yeah, he's, man. he's not <laughs> practical enough. Okay, so Zaid, you say no, Alex, since you brought it up, I, I'm going to say no for me, but I want to just respect the fact that it's a pretty good performing car for yeah. a reasonable price. That I mean, we're just pretending that like. $60,000 is reasonable for the sake of this conversation. It's not 200,000. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. 30, it's not 200, but there aren't many in that let's say 40 to $70,000 range. And that one exists within that range. And okay. Well, what, talking, what about uh Hyundai and Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need Grant's Grant's opinion. Oh M2, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yes or no. No, it is not appealing. They uh they have made way too many things polarizing about it. And uh, it is ridiculously way too fast for what it needs to be. Uh, okay, what so the we, M2's we purpose was, was a small car that's fun. And now it's a big car that is weird looking and way too fast. Okay. So we talked for 10 minutes about a possible good car. And we I thought the M2 was going to win. And he said, no. So it's shit. We all okay. said, no. it, exer- no, we it deserves said some, some, some consideration. Action. Yep. It, it deserved 10 minutes, but yep. that's it. Okay. I, I think... We're not the audience of the M2, of BMW trying to market the M2, but this is my suspicion. We're um, old, bitter men. Do you guys remember the 318 Ti? Yep. I had so one once. I feel like this is that car. The M2 is the entry-level M car for drivers. That's a great comparison for this, yeah. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I don't Because when the that. GTI VR6 came out, BMW wanted to capture that generation and they launched the TI, which was basically an E30 rear suspension, cheapy E36 facelift mm-hmm. thing. They sold a bunch, but it was to younger people. Maybe this is the yeah. BMW, like, this is going to make okay. the future fanboy. This is a future M5 owner. I mean, I, I love the idea that you think they still care about people who care about driving. Uh, um, I mean, that's, that's a good thought there. Maybe maybe not. Here's how I feel about that with the, the M2 is really expensive. It's what? 65 grand, 70 out the door. Most cases at that point, just pay $20,000 more and get an M3 competition. I think that's going to be like, I know it's like, Oh, $20,000, but if you have 70,000 for an M2, you probably have. Ninety thousand for an M3. But, you know? Zade, the thing is here, no one has seventy thousand that wants to buy an M2. They're all like stretching to the max, and they're living yeah. in their parents' basement. Yeah, so yeah, I've stretched. I, I think so. They 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 wanted a a, a Corolla a GR, <laughs> and then they stretched it twenty thousand dollars and and bought an M2. Yeah, yeah. relax. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Other car. Other new car. 
Hyundai. What about and the Integra Type S? Integra Type S. Yes, I Ricky. Tell us about it. That's a bit nicer. Oh, yeah, kind of a more nice useful Civic Type R. Three hundred twenty horsepower, manual transmission. Pretty fun. Yeah. I actually thought about that car as a daily driver because I I like the looks better, and I think I'm in an age uh, bracket that allows me to buy Acuras instead of Hondas. I think that's how it works. Um, mm-hmm. But I I wish it was automatic. Like I wish they presented the Civic Type R manual, hardcore, track guy, and then the Integra Type S, a little bit softer, uh, spring rates, automatic, but, vented seats. But with the, the new, have you driven a new car with the auto rev matching stuff? No. So... Oh wait, no, no, yeah, I did. I drove, I drove the new Mustang GT with the. So with the when you talk, I, I, you know, the fitting place of, I wish it was an automatic. The auto rev match stuff does make like the lackadaisical, easy driving of a manual so lazy. I mean, it just mm-hmm. mash it through the gears, and you never have to worry about anything. All you're doing is moving a foot in your hand, and you, there's no yeah. real thought attached to it. You know, that's the issue I had with the GR Corolla. I, I had the IMT on for a little bit and it just developed really bad habits. So I just cut it off and I was like, I'll stop. I'll stop using it. You yeah, know, actually, when I drove the, the Mustang GT grant to your point, which I think is still a good product, the Mustang GT, because one thing I love about it that all these other cars don't have is that it's a naturally aspirated engine. And if I don't know, I I prefer naturally aspirated cars which are becoming rare and rare so i gotta give it to mustang for still you know coming out with something that is na um but when you lift the clutch uh out of like a stop sign the revs go up by itself crawler does that too does it really yeah the first time it was throwing me off so bad that like and can you deactivate that thing it it only the crawl only does it if you have the intelligent manual transmission on. So like if you have the rev matching on and stuff, it doesn't. Do so it then you leave it off. So if you have the stupid manual transmission, that's when you yeah, then operate you have to do stuff yourself. Unfortunately. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Interesting. The the primary car that I drive on a regular is our uh, 2019 Mini Cooper JCW, and that is it only does rev match. Uh, and the clutch is uh-huh. moderately heavy, but light enough that if you're just crawling around in traffic, it's it's a pretty mindless experience if you want it to be. Um, but interesting, but it's not an automatic. And I wish I like the Integra Type Pass. I'm not a fan of the stock Integra, like non Type Pass. I think it looks hideous. It looks cheap. Uh, the Type Pass looks really nice. I think it's fifty five thousand dollars. It is a crazy number. To ask that for is that a car. fact. That's that, a lot for that car. Fifty k. Are you out of your mind? I mean, a Honda Civic Type R needs to be thirty five k, thirty seven k, and then the Acura can be forty three, forty five. I mean, I think they're ten k overpriced. The great car, but I'm not considering every, every them. car nowadays is overpriced. Uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, they can get away with it, so. Well, here's the pro tip. What is the pro tip, Grant? All right. So uh, the value of money in Canada versus that of the U.S. Uh, Of course, all vehicles now are more or less world cars, especially North American cars. If you really desire a Integra Type uh, S, you can get it for about $10,000 cheaper after importation fees if you simply go to Canada. So if you're willing to put in a little bit of effort... Um, you can get an Integra Type S if you go to a, a, a Canadian dealer. Your valuation change uh, and paying for the importation of what is it the one point or two point eight five percent or whatever the import fee is, uh, you can still save like ten grand on one. I've I've Don't honestly you... considered it and I've reached out to a dealer before. Yeah, it's wow. I know you can bring cars over from Canada if they are like super similar or the model is sold in both places. But I, I don't know if it'd just be easy, as easy as going there and buying a car there and dealing with – What about like the kilometer to mile per hour on the cluster? D- they're digital on that. 
Nice. Mm. So you could convert it, probably. Yeah, you just simply go into the settings and change it. In okay, Vin, so after up, it's the same. Hmm. Hmm. After the advice from Grant of how to break the law in mm-hmm. uh, London uh, or in the UK, we now hear how to uh, not break the law but somehow save 10k. I think it's a good. Uh, it's a the good Canadian one. Comes. I think a 10k, a 10k less. I, <laughs> I, I would, I would strongly consider the the Integra Type Pass. So round, let's do the round. Integra Type Pass, yes or no? No. As a good card. I'm going with yes. Yes. I'm going with no because I feel like it, it oh, doesn't know what it is. Because, what? Okay, if you want a sports car, get the Civic Type R. If you want a nice, comfortable car, get an automatic. The, the Integra is just right there in a weird in-between. You know, It's heavy. It's big. It's got all this crap. You know, I don't want to shift. Shift for me. Take me somewhere, you know? Thank you, Zaid, for yes. your opinion. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, we we needed some controversy, and I can't I can't say that I that I disagree with you honestly. I I can't I just like the looks better than the Civic, but that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's, for me, I agree with you. It should have, as I said, automatic gearbox, vented seats, uh, and softer suspension. So yeah, um, yeah, I I don't disagree. Um, Rick, Ricky, yeah, you take it. I would. I think it, it gives you a, a nice in between of. Uh, kind of a toy, but kind of a everyday use vehicle. The interior is pretty, pretty decent. Gives you all the modern stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think a little I, softer than the Civic. I agree, but I don't think it's it's twenty k or or ten k more value than a GRC. It is definitely doesn't have a handbrake. The handbrake oh, man. is a must. That price point, yeah, that's. Okay. It's tough to okay. <laughs> let's let's move to uh, uh, Alex and Grant. What do you say? Integra Type Pass? Yes? No? No. No. No for Alex. Alex. Grant. Uh, I I think it's an appealing product. Like uh, it fits the same kind of weird niche as the uh, GR Corolla. It's a fun car that you can daily drive that you can haul five people around in and still put luggage in the trunk. Um, so yes, so it's I a would yes. say yes. It is a product that. Uh, I think would be an interesting daily driver that you can just go out and autocross and have a good time with. Perfect. Okay. We got three. Yes. I I didn't say why I feel like the styling is maybe worse than the M2. If that's even possible. Oh, I don't know if a tall person could sit in the back seat because the way the roof line is shaped, I feel like the back seats are fake. Like I could Mm. never sit in the back seat. I've sat. So why have it? The new uh, civic and also like quad three inch exhaust. Like what? Is this a luxury yeah. car? Is it a sport? What is it? Is it a crossover? Yeah. It's kind of ugly. I don't know. I'm, yeah. It's like a stride. If I were a software engineer and I got my first big paying job, I'd buy this car to flex on my friends who already, you know, maybe they don't have yeah. a job yet or something right out of school. I think I'm into cars. I'm on the forums. I'm on the floor. I'm on You're the forums. We should make a sticker. We should make a sticker that says I'm on the forums. I'm on the forums. I got a hundred a thousand posts. Gold that's, status. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Elite oh, member. Yeah. All right. Um, I think another new car that is a good product is the Hyundai N series. Mm-hmm. Good cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're good. I think they are. They are. The handling is is fun. It's a bit heavy because they're not light cars. But mm-hmm. I would take one of those over a Golf GTI personally. Um, that's well, another yeah. new car that. You know, probably not so sure about the baby blue color um, that they sell them. But overall, I think mm-hmm. it's a solid product. I don't know what you guys think about it or mm-hmm. if you've driven one of those. Thumbs up for me. It's it's good. It's uh, it's efficient. Gets the job done. It does everything yeah. you want it to do. doesn't have a handbrake. But uh, hey, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, I, I've you driven a Kona N. I would say uh-huh. that... Uh, you know, it's a little bit weird car on stilts. I know that uh, Everyday Driver has actually done a comparison between it and the Corolla GR, um, and it it held very well. And in my opinion, my opinion driving them, the Kona N is a more interesting car because it tries to be a hot hatchback. It tries I, I like to be excessive, uh, and it, it drives like it's trying to be excessive. The downside is the base model Kona is a 
train wreck inside as far as just cheap, hollow, mm. hard plastics everywhere. Mm. And the Kona N has put a couple of soft touch things in it, but $37,000, like, oh, that is, I looked at four new ones and I never could justify $37,000 for a hollow rattle box interior Kona. Uh, sure, it was bass. It was really fun to drive. The transmission was great. But man, that interior with the price point, hard, hard, hard pass. Yep. Yeah, That's where I the Toyota it. wins because the resale will always be there. The exclusivity is there. It's too bad. Yeah. I, I, I think, think Hyundai has a real legitimate good product. They just need to simply pair it with something that matches the price point. Mm-hmm. Give it a handbrake. I think that'll fix everything. Yeah. Okay. Handbrake. Handbrakes fix fix everything. Um, anything else? Any other car? Like I'm talking like again, sub seventy thousand uh, dollars. I was I was gonna say I know you want to talk about the Amira, but that that <laughs> might be a bit too expensive for you, Andrea. I think the Amira is is eighty ninety. No, brand new. What starting at one hundred and six? That's what our oh. dealer told us. Yeah. If you oh, wow. pre-ordered Never it, you could get it for ninety six. You know, I okay. I think the Amira is heavily overpriced. There is why? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's extremely optimized. It was engineered extremely well, but you're not getting a hundred and six thousand plus fees out of it. You know, the Z06, you can get them the new C8. You what one hundred and twenty? I don't know how much you can get it for close. And no it idea. provides way more car, you know. It's it does. I do, the Lotus is just not enough to justify, and I think they're going to see that in the uh, the aftermarket or what is it called when they start reselling them. It's I I when I drove it and then used I drove market. the Corolla home, yeah, used market. The Corolla was just I enjoyed being in the Corolla more, oh and I enjoyed God. driving it this- more. Corolla, we're comparing it to everything. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. What? Uh, I like have it's the ultimate car for Zay. Out of all you guys, yeah. Well, it's it's all I have. You know, it's uh, you guys. No, it's not. No, it's not. You never you never bring up the MR2. You never bring up. No, you never bring up the MR2 as a as a comparison. So, uh, I like the Amira. I think the styling is is beautiful. Uh, it feels very Ferrari 458, which I think it's. I personally, uh, it's good looking. Uh, I think, man, so hold on. Something that I truly believe in is that at any price point over $50,000, there is always a Porsche product that does things better, faster, more quality, retains value for longer. It's uh, appealing to more audiences, etc. At, at, at Amira, Ademira at uh, you said 110, probably out the door 110. 110. There is a Porsche product that yeah, it's a more compelling offer. Which one? But can I, you, uh, I don't think they're. I mean, you paying like the, all the markups and stuff. I don't know. Uh, do you don't think there is a markup now on the Amira? They, no. Is that a markup? You went to a dealer. Lotus no, probably they, sells they two were cars offering a year it 96 because two people dropped out on their pre-orders. So they're offering it at pre-order price for 96. But the colors were just... Uh, While Andrea is looking this up, let me throw this out there for, for Norway, who the number one listener. The Mustang yes. is the most popular sports car in Norway. I looked it in up. In Norway. We shift our topic to Mustangs yeah. right now. No, we no, need no, to ship horses. We should Mustangs. consider the Mustang briefly. Because yes. it does, I, I think we should. Point. It does fall on the price point. It's rear-wheel drive. Personally, I don't know much about American cars, so I don't gravitate in that direction usually. But it does seem like this is a contender. I know absolutely nothing about it. <laughs> none of us I know anything. If there's listen, a crowd, listen, listen. we will find a crowd. That's all we. That's know. the moment. That's the moment when you all shut up because I actually got to test drive uh, a pre-model uh, Ford G- uh, Mustang GT. It was bright yellow, and it, I was not in Houston. I was actually in California. So we went through the uh, Topanga Canyon, Topanga Canyon, something Canyon, Malibu Canyon, yeah. like around yeah, there, right? Yeah, so driven there. I I drove it. Like, I really drove it. And uh, no pressure, but I had Chelsea Denofa next to me, who is wow. a pro driver. And, like, you know, when you feel someone is constantly 
judging like how you're driving and you're like uh, uh and you, you know the guys go sideways like 100 miles per hour and i'm there in second gear anyways it's heavy as a car it's it's a bit on the chunky side but again i cannot stress the importance of having a nice linear semi high revving uh 5 liter V8 engine for I don't know uh, how much did it cost like 45k 40k yeah I think that's about where the GT starts right so I I really enjoyed it I liked it it's not my style like I'm 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 not a big uh uh coupe because in Norway they say coupe they don't say coupe um a coupe type of guy um but I mean the quality, the big screen. It it doesn't look sexy, but it it's kind of super useful. Um, suspension feels very good. It's actually I used to have the Z twenty eight, the Camaro Z twenty eight at that time, and that thing as soon as you touch the gas, like torque comes in yeah. and you go like sideways. Whereas the GT has a power delivery uh, that is. It doesn't give you that amount of torque right away, but it feels more like a high revving S two thousand Honda type of type of engine, and I really enjoyed it. So yeah, thumbs See, up guess, for me. I, I've only driven, I guess, the outgoing models. So what would be the sixteen seventeen generation for both the Camaro and the Mustang GT. Uh, I actually I drove very them similar, right? Yeah, I drove them back to back. Uh, at least of the outgoing model Mustang, I felt the transmission was probably the single biggest downfall. It was the automatic. Uh, it was like the, I don't know, 18 speed or whatever the ridiculous yeah. number it is. And it felt frantic all the time, constantly hunting gears, upshift, downshift, upshift, downshift, upshift, oh. downshift. Mine, mine was manual. So I, I never, I didn't have that problem. And that's why I had that starting from a stop sign that it revs by itself to help you. But guys, it's a, it's it's 2024, and you can buy a five liter V8 with 480 horsepower for 42k. Yeah, but if I mean, we're not bitches. That's worthy. Yeah, I mean, we're not bitches that we don't consider it. Putting all that power in a rear-wheel drive platform, I think you want to be able to put what? it down, make it all-wheel drive, keep it stable. You know but what? Oh my god, like. You're just saying that because you want to compare the Mustang to the GRC. Just say no, it. No, I'm just saying. Zay, I like you need to get out drive. and enjoy some burnouts. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, the MR2 has an open diff, so I can't do that. <laughs> Single wheel spinning, and then it's the clutch smoking. The, and then it's the, the MR2 also has 127 horsepower, or whatever number they have. 138. Um, 138. 138. It probably couldn't do a burnout if it wanted to. Oh my god! Wow, it's attacking, attacking! The I love this little car, and you guys are the big man attacking the little boy. You know, you got to be easy on it. It's MR2 Spider. It's tiny, adorable. You know. Anyways, I four GT good product or not? American four thumbs up. So. I give it two Norwegian thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> that are very big. I, I think for the price of what it attempts to be, it's it's a thumbs up. It doesn't try to be anything that it's not, and there is there's yeah. value there. There's like ten of them at the lot on my dealer at my dealership. Like it's uh, they have a lot of them coming in, so I'm glad that they're pulling in inventory. They're probably not running markups, so if they're providing a good product for an affordable price, I can't complain. I'll approve it. No, I mean, yeah. Perfect. Okay, we found one. Mustang GT. We never talk about it. I think we our circle of friends. They're all like into. JDM yeah, cars, so we don't get exposed to, or BMW, so we don't get exposed to to that. Okay, hey, uh, revving V8, always take that, right? It's cool. Yeah. I know. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree. Here's another one that is maybe on the upper end of the price point. Uh, the CTSV, you know, the CT4, CT5s. Mm, um, yeah, the Black Wings at seventy five, mm-hmm. I think, is what they cost. Available six speed. 600 horsepower or whatever they are mm. at the top end for a daily driver car. It's, I think it's an interesting product. I, I think it's interesting too. I don't have enough knowledge on it to give an opinion, but I think they are cool. I like the concept of it. I like that. They're still making it, you know, I'm not a huge fan of American 
brands. So I always see for that amount, can I get a German product? You could buy seven boxers. Boxsters. Yeah. <laughs> Zade could do the hard tops on all of them or the soft tops. I'll do, the, I'll do it. I'm ready. I'm qualified. <laughs> wow. That CTS or CT5V is 668 horsepower. That is yeah. impressive. How many? 668. <laughs> That's ridiculous. With, with available six speed and yeah. your heated and cooled seats. And what's the price? I think it's like 75 or 78 right there on the top end. No, of the no, 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 no. You're, you're way off. It's 95K, that thing. 95K. I get it. 600 and million horsepower. But 95K as a daily driver, I think oh, wow. in a, it's a tax bracket where I'm, I'm not playing. And honestly, if I'm paying 90, I mean, you got to like American brands. That's it. If you like American cars and, and that, the sound that they make and all that. It's a great product. I would go for German products. I, I mean, I would say that same thing normally. I'd, at 95K, I'll just buy two GR Corollas. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I don't know. For the me, the, is a Corolla and how many Corollas equals a black one. Yeah, it's the new, <laughs> it's, new it's the new unit of measure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about what about the Alfa Romeo Giulia Quadrifoglio? Pretty. It's beautiful, but I also think when you talk its price point, what are they at now? Eighty five thousand dollars, ninety five thousand dollars. It's they Much. have gotten a bit too big for their britches when you talk what the pricing point sits at for a car that's also effectively unchanged since two thousand fourteen, fifteen. Well, well, you may be surprised because the 2024 Alfa Romeo Giulia Quadrifoglio has a mechanical rear differential, which was a weak point, the electric one that they had in the previous gen. Uh, but I agree with you. I mean, interior-wise and exterior is is since 2017, it's, it's identical. I really like it. I think you could find them a few months ago discounted $14,000. So that's, they were selling BMW them for, XM territory on discounts. They were selling them for for sixty nine thousand, seventy thousand dollars, brand new with warranty. And man, I I think I mean I think the the pros of that car is the the engine. The engine I've I've had the car for one week. I took it to Coda, and it's phenomenal. That engine just keeps on going. <laughs> it's great. I just. I think when you start to spend a certain amount of money, also on the inside, you want some tech and some things that make it cool. And that car compared to BMWs or, or Mercedes, that it just doesn't have it. Well, I think the, the issue right now with a lot of the German counterparts, Mercedes are getting a little soft and a little bit creaky inside. Uh, BMW styling is getting a touch too polarizing. Uh, where does your CTS, you know, or CT, whatever, Black Wings and Alfa Romeos fit in? It's because they're still good-looking yeah. cars. They're yeah. fundamentally, they're they, they cars underneath. There is value still. I, I, I kind of shit-talk it, but there is value in the fact that the Julia is still a Julia, more or less. Um, yeah. Because it's a normal car and it looks normal. It doesn't have these ridiculous polarizing styling features. Short of maybe just the Alfa Romeo grill. Um, But beyond that, I think there's still a compelling point where some of the traditional German brands, Mercedes, Porsche, BMW, even the 9 and 2, I think is a bit polarizing. I look at it and I say, especially in GT3 form, it's too much. It is way too ridiculous of a car. Uh, If I'm on a a Porsche binge, I'm not probably going to consider a GT car because they're just... A, they're probably more common anymore than a Carrera S. And B, they look absolutely ridiculous. And not in a good way. The last models of GT3 were ridiculous in a good way. The new ones are just ridiculous. It's uh, outgoing EK Civic Type R ridiculous. Yeah. I just couldn't stop designing. And it just, I, I had just to have more and more about plastic. That same comparison. They are yeah. like angles and harsh, yeah. angry lines everywhere. But all, all new cars, yeah, are angry. I mean, mm-hmm. when you look at them, they're like, 
Yeah. I'm on you. There's, right? there's one card. Uh, I can't really think of it off the top of my oh head. My here but it comes. They went, there oh, was a, a standard platform and they went, they upgraded it. They put a better drivetrain <laughs> in it. And oh, it's Yari. Is the, the Yaris? No, it's not the Yaris. It's mm, on the top, tip close. of the car. I can't think of close. it. Close. But anyways, they put on like aggressive. <laughs> the Subaru. Yeah, the Subaru. The Subaru. Hold on. Because I don't want to talk about If I hear again the name <laughs> of your car's aid, I am going to shut down the podcast forever. Uh, what about you, Zaid? You're going to do a lot of effort right now not to talk about your car. Okay? Promise me this. What about the Subaru? WRX. <laughs> I really they like have the new one. The new I, one. Oh, I, I the new it's one. great. Yeah. No. I don't know. But I think it looks good and I think it's a you can get them cheap. It's they do CVT. everything you need them to do. <laughs> well, if you buy the automatic, but you're probably not gonna buy the automatic, you know. It's oh my god, the face the face of Alex right now is like so disappointed. It's like his kid said <laughs> I don't know. What well, I'm not I I'm don't not, like a lot of chocolate. people when and said that it doesn't look good. I think it looks good. I like the plastic over fenders, and it does what it needs to do. You know, you guys are all stuck in your 1996 WRC days. You know, it, you got to move on. We're not going to have GCs anymore. We're. I we're think. Hold on. I I I, I can agree with you, Zaid. Uh, I think it's a decent product. I think that Subaru got softer after Mitsubishi got out of the game. <laughs> And with the Evo and with the Evo 10, which is not a real Evo, in my opinion, I'm going to piss off people, but the Evo 10 is not an Evo. And once Mitsubishi got out, Subaru were like, ah, okay, let's make the WRX just like an S Audi S line type of product. Yeah. Well, they got to freaking get on their crap now because they got some competition. I heard Toyota's releasing stateside. Oh my God. Oh my God. So just before we go into another Toyota rambling, first off, I think Subaru decided that they needed to pander because they had this huge, huge success with the Crosstrek. For for a Norwegian audience, what does pander mean? Uh, Pander. They are selling out to the people who just want to be the lemmings of the car community. They're trying to appeal to a very certain group. Yeah. Okay. So the, the cross track, hugely successful, but it's the entry level. I want to be an outdoorsy kind of person. And then they say, what is going to, what, what does a cross track buyer evolve into? Insert the new outlands or offland, uh, outback, the weird thing with the big stupid reflectors on the bumper. And thus the follow on middle tier product, the WRX. They took the WRX, just threw away what it was intending to be. And turned it into a stepping stone from somebody who goes from a cross track into something a little bit more sporty, or if they're not going a little bit more sporty, they're going into the outback or the leg of the outback, whatever they call it. Take it one. Sorry, you know, you you talk, Alex. You're going to say something that means so. I'm just going to blabber on. So (laughs) I I was just going to take Grant's comments one step further to say that Subaru has completely lost the plot, and I think that it's ha- not being in competition anymore. It's hurting You're all these guys guy. too, right? I am. I, I used to love them. I've worked on them for a long time and uh, losing rally, losing WRC, the same innovation and cool stuff you see coming from Zade's favorite company, which we won't name uh, is Thank exactly you. born from the passion of racing and all the things that they're doing to compete and get better and better. And all these companies have backed out of racing because it's, Maybe it's not profitable, but they're trying to still offer the car that was propped up by racing and also pander the way Grant was saying. It's not working. And, and they're, they're all sort of uh, arriving at the same form factor, this this crossover looking thing. Uh, it, it just doesn't work what, what they're trying to do. And never yeah, mind. But I, I, also, working. I, I also don't think they're – they want to be that. Like they would don't want to be in the race of yeah. like appealing to people that love to drive their cars, right? So they I mean they saw that there is this other Toyota and 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 Honda going at it. They're like, there is not gonna be any more space for us. We don't mm-hmm. have we don't want to put resources and let's just do that. So in my opinion, since you all asked for it, Subaru is a 
like not even in my radar right now. Like it's Same. it's out. All the thirty one thousand dollars. The price point's not bad. You guys, you're saying that Subaru doesn't know where they are and they're trying to pander, but Subaru's been doing this back in 2002. The Outback and the Impreza and the WRX, they all shared the exact same body and chassis. It was practically the same car, you know, because well, that's, that's, that's from an engineering productivity pricing yeah, standpoint. But that's also yeah, nothing with their market. racing work. They had to homologate the car to, to race it. So, yeah. But the Outback shared the same platform as well. It's I think Subaru is always focused as much as possible on consumers and doing the best for them because that's who's that's who's making them money. You know, they're they're not making money off the specialty stuff. Yeah, yeah but they, they forgot the consumer stuff. for a WRX. The consumer it's for a WRX like, wanted a WRX. Look at they, go and look at the it. sales of a outgoing WRX versus the current one. They have quartered. The new WRX is selling at a 25 to 30% rate than what it was. So when you talk the first model year of the WRX, when you took all Impreza WRX STIs, which was including the legacy STI, they sold something like 30% of what they had done on the previous year. If you can't tell me that that is like walking into a complete and total sales failure, I don't know how you couldn't. I think that's more on the consumers than Subaru. I think... The overall backlash initially is what hurt them. And I think a lot of the consumers were being criti- criticizing. What What is the word? Critative? Critical. Critical. They were, they were being aggressive about it for no reason. I, I think it was all, I don't know. I think it's a great car. I think it provides fun that people want. It provides a cheap price. It's nah. manual. It's all-wheel drive. Turbo. Yeah. No, it does zero to sixty in like seven seconds. Listen, 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 listen. Thirty, listen, thirty k. It's a good product. It's not a driver's car, and we are all talking about fun cars to drive. And that's that was my point. I mean, is the WRX still a fun drive, a fun car to drive? We all agree it's not. Is it a good product, Zaid? No. Yes, it's a good product. Like a a base Honda Civic is a good product. Okay, they're all good for a commuter. Yeah, it's all it's whole. It's so hard today to find a product that is bad, like a car, right? At any price point. What I'm saying is that car guys like us that like new cars to drive them for fun. Subaru, it just said, you know, bye bye. Like I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm not your brand. Um, something I wanted to to talk about because, and we're close to to the end, is on the upper scale. <clears throat> so I had a good friend of mine who said, hey, I bought a new car. I want to show it to you. Let's see what it is. I know he was looking in the $130,000, $140,000 range, right? And he shows up with a, uh, he likes to go to the track, an M3 CS, yeah. made CFL. like very few models. It's gray with a CFL. yellow DRL, CSL. I think okay. the M4 yep. is the CSL. Or M4, R- sorry. R- R- You're right. Oh, okay. M- M4, not it's a, is the uh, that one is the M4 yeah. CSL, right? Yeah, matte gray, like, black stripes on the hood. Yeah, and carbo ceramic brakes and yep. like jarring ride, right? And he goes, "Yeah, I got it. Someone dropped off the list. They only made three thousand, a thousand, three hundred. I don't know, um, a hundred and forty, a hundred and fifty k." Man, I'm like. Shit, that's a lot of money. And I went, so I went on AutoTrader or Cars.com. I can't remember. And I said, let's Google between, let's find between 130 and 150K brand new car, rear wheel drive that I can take on to the track. And there is nothing. I mean, there is a Corvette and he couldn't get the Corvette. And because he couldn't find it because the markups was like 50K, 70K on the Z06. And so that was the only car in that range that he bought brand new. And I think that's that's crazy. Oh, I, I think there's still others to consider. I mean, the AMG GT, uh, the various er, or lower level 911 offerings. Uh, well, I think uh, V8 Vantage. Car. It's not yeah. a track car. It's not it's, a special edition, you know? Uh, because if you talk about the AMG... 
I think the AMG GTR is an incredible car, but it's not 130k. It's like 200. So yeah, I think you can get the GT AMG GTS. I think they're at what 145 or so. Right, but I I don't know. My point is that even even at that range, and I, I, you always can find something better used. <laughs> Oh, we're As talking about as, new cars, though. So. I know, I know, yeah. but that's I, I couldn't, I wouldn't know if you gave me 140k K now to go buy a new car. Probably I would buy a 911. Okay, there I say it. probably I would buy a 911 because they're good cars. Yeah, it's it's known. You know, you're going to get a fantastic vehicle getting a Porsche product. So that's all. Um, I any any other car that we didn't talk about. Do we, do we want to talk about those? Uh, I don't. Yeah. No, no, what about Manual the GTI. Audi uh, RS3? Good one, Rick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't the Audi RS3 a Golf R? No, it has the it has the other engine though. Right, the five, the cylinder? five cylinder. Yeah, the five cylinder is uh, yeah. the big tipping point there. That's four hundred engine. There's a name for it. Oh man! It's anyway. That engine's incredible. Apparently, the head is like one of the best ever designed. Makes. Is it the same? Is it the same uh, of the TTRS? Yes, mm-hmm. same yeah. engine. Mm-hmm. Same yeah. engine. Yeah. Gear, gear TTRS. So, well. Ricky, they are that's, fantastic. That's, that's that's pretty good because I never it was not in, on my radar that car. I'm looking at it now. It, it starts at sixty two thousand dollars. It starts, and that's probably why it wasn't in my radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a little expensive, but I mean, you're gonna get a, a lot of car out of that thing. It's it's pretty cool. Andrea, nice. you you're looking for a daily though. You want something automatic and comfortable that mm-hmm. is also cool and fun, right? Mostly comfortable and then cool and fun. Okay. Dazza. I think yeah, D- Dazza. the Dazza, that's the that's is, the name. Is he going, going for it? Do you do you guys think he's going for it? <laughs> going is for... he gonna tell me the Corolla? <laughs> do, you, do you well i can because i know they're releasing an automatic in 2025 a good automatic but i, I wait hang on if we're gonna talk about the corolla hang on a second zay do you need to go and ask the corolla groups how many of them were previous evo and sti owners oh, and you need be- to go and thank subaru and mitsubishi for your car's success oh wait, wait, wait. whoa 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 I love Subaru and I love Mitsubishi. Okay. I had an <laughs> STI, I had an 07 STI, and I had a Pajero Evolution. I love Rally. Look at me. I'm a Rally guy. I look like one. Uh, <laughs> Debatable. Um, okay, uh, go on. I. Okay. I, I do got a bit of that Samir in me, but I don't break the car. Co- I. Anyways. So I think Subaru <laughs> and Mitsubishi, I love them. Great, great people, great cars, great engineering. Um, you know, but I just think for Andrea, I don't think a GR Kroll is right for him because he will constantly second guess himself and he'll never be content. He'll never be satisfied. He'll always want more. No, I actually, no, 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 no. Listen, listen, I, I mean, you asked me about me looking for a daily. I am. And <laughs> there are. The cars that I that I'm considering on the top end is the Panamera Sports Turismo and the E63 uh, wagon AMG. Um, I, I was just, just going to tell you to buy, go to the BMW dealer, buy a three series M edition, and just cruise. You know, I don't know. That's simple enough. One, it's a cool car. It's a fun car, and it's it is it comfortable. Is. It's very nice, very high quality, and they're affordable. But no, because I think I. Uh, for the price of a new M3 or M4, I would rather get a used 
Panameras Turismo. I think you're losing comfort in that. I, I don't know. But what about Sport Turismo Panameras? Dude, that's sport, sport based. Oh, okay. It's just the body shape, and it it haul, it hauls like on the racetrack. A Panamera will impress you, like uh, even an S uh, or or if you go to the Turbo, that thing is incredible. I'm looking at those. I'm looking at listen. I'm looking at a GLB forty five thirty five Mercedes GLB. It's the Mini G wagon. Because I think it it kind of looks quirky and cool and boxy, and it's a uh, the interior is Mercedes nice. Um, I like the yeah, yeah. And those are I think the the interior is premium enough, and it still has got like three hundred horsepower. Um, I think the TLX uh, Acura they look really good, but I can never get over the fact that underneath it's just a Honda Accord. And I'm overspending for it. Um, that's it. These are the, the 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 three cars that I that I'm looking at, and they're all used because new. I think most of this stuff for sale is overpriced, and I think prices are gonna come down throughout the year because dealers got greedy and got used to high margins. And that's all. I mean, I would love. I I'm looking for something even smaller, and I think your Corolla. It would be fun still because it's got that fun factor in it. No, I don't but think it's it a good option, Andrea. I, I don't think, think it uh, would be comfortable, and it's not what I want. It's, it's not so, comfortable. It's not optimized. It's somewhat. I was just saying it to be nice to you. Okay, I was just saying <laughs> to make you happy. As as, no, a, as a we need present. to be as transparent and honest here, Andrea. The GR Corolla is not a good car. You know, it's not a car that you would want to buy. It's not oh, a car for me. That Alex would want to buy. It's not I a want. car that Grant would want to buy. I'd buy one. I love it. For me. Okay. Well, for the, uh, for the on then on that on this note, I don't know if we came to any conclusion. We I think we came to the conclusion that, that the GRC is a great car. The GT eighty six is a great car. The Supra is also worthy. The M two is not. Uh the WRX is not. The the Ford uh, Mustang GT is, right? Hmm. And then the RS three, pricey but interesting. Uh, we talked about the Julia Quadrifoglio, which is, I don't know if we got to a conclusion there. Um, probably not. I see some heads like shaking. And then the CT5 uh, yeah. Black Wing, whatever they call it. Which Did is, you write those down? I'm, I'm... Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, the yeah. Kona. Those, we saved those, right? You guys I'm should check out that. that uh, memorized all those. The, what is it, Road and Track that does the VIR lap time? test mm-hmm. you should check out their their results of all the cars it's amazing the cone is very high yeah. uh and the civic type r is like best performance for the dollar it beats amgs it beats wait we didn't talk about the civic type r or did we do we like it or not we, do we save it, it doesn't have yeah, a hand the civic break, i know. thumbs up the styling is not my favorite but it's fast like styling it is it's fast good. yeah if it was all okay. drive and smaller and had a handbrake i'd be all over it <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, I really right. wish they That's had it. it. I can't take oh it anymore. <laughs> I wanted to thank all of our sponsors for this episode. Please go buy their products because they keep this episode alive. I know, Zaid, you look puzzled. Don't worry about it. Um, and uh, we'll talk about it again, uh, again soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Ciao.